something that I can Hey, you know what? You ain't got to do nothing, Uncle Phil. You know, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty damn good at it, too, didn't I, Uncle Phil? Got through my first day without him, right? I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. The hell with him! I need him then and I don't need him now. Will. Nah, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get a great job without him. I'm going to marry me a beautiful honey. And I'm having me a whole bunch of kids. I'm going to be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that. Because ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? What is going on, kings, queens, and plebs? Glad to have you back. This is a noticing senpai with the second episode of Been There, Done That Twice. Today, I'm going to talk about why I eventually decided to go no contact with my mother. Now, I don't, I don't have many memories of my mother. Like even now, like when I think about her, I, I barely remember her face not that she's dead she's very much alive i just don't really have any memories of her only stories told by my father or my grandmother about her for whatever reason my mother just didn't seem to want me for whatever reason now before i really get into this this isn't going to be an Eminem cleaning out your closet thing, despite the instrumental in the back. There is a point that I'm trying to prove here. I'm not here trying to bash my mother. Um, that's not the point of this. Now, the first memory I have of my mother, I was in middle school. And then the second memory I have of her was my wedding. So I remember hearing about, you know, custody hearings. And, you know, this is a story coming from my father and my grandmother, custody hearings, you know, and everything that went on during the quote unquote custody battle. You know, uh, my father used to say that she used to cheat on him multiple times. And when it came time to even get custody of me, she didn't even try get custody of me she didn't even try there were two court hearings that were made the first one she didn't even show up to and the judge actually waited um, from what my father said because she's the mother you know and the mother always gets top priority when it comes to anything having having to do with children Uh, the judge was actually going to wait for her to come but then my father he admitted to the judge that my mother hadn't seen me in weeks. Up until that time, she had not seen me in weeks. And then upon hearing that, the judge immediately awarded my father with temporary custody of me. Until the second custody hearing. The second custody hearing, she shows up late and told the judge that I'd be better off with him or I'd be better off with my father. 
She didn't even try. She had no desire to have me in her life. Now, some people might give her some credit or give her the benefit of the doubt by saying like maybe she was struggling with some sort of substance abuse. I mean, addiction or maybe like an alcohol problem or maybe she had some depressing issues, but it wasn't any of that. It wasn't any of that. What ended up happening is she ended up finding a new man, which eventually ended up being my siblings' fathers. Ended up becoming the father to my siblings. And then once she found her new man, for whatever reason, I wasn't a part of her life. I wasn't a part of her plan anymore. Now, another story that I have from my father, my grandmother, is that after she lost you know, the custody battle, you know, you know, after she basically gave up her uh, parental rights, she apparently, quote unquote, changed her mind and then found out where my daycare was. Uh, uh, even to this day, people don't know how she found out where my daycare was. I mean, it's not like like we had a restraining order or anything like that, but she found where my daycare was and she actually went to the daycare and kidnapped me from my daycare. You know, obviously, I guess that was back in uh, back in, in the 80s or like early 90s, late 80s. You know, all the security protocols that we have now aren't necessarily weren't necessarily back then. I think what she did or what the the daycare said happened is, you know, she came up there with uh, the birth certificate showing that I I was her son or she was my mother and that my father couldn't come and they just gave me to her. And then she just took me. So she comes to the daycare and she kidnaps me from my daycare. And this causes my father to actually get arrested because when he went to the daycare to pick me up, he understandably to me, he went off. He went off. Like, what do you mean you gave my son away? I'm, I, ha- I have 100% custody. He went off and then he ended up getting arrested for that. I mean, now, obviously, I was returned safely when she dropped me off at my grandmother's house later that night. I guess she changed her mind again. Now, that was the last time. And now, now, obviously, I don't remember this, but that was the last time I ever saw her until I was in middle school. So we're talking about maybe 12, 13 years old. Now, I remember when I was in middle school, what had happened when I was in middle school is I actually ran into her randomly in a store. I think it was in either a CVS or a Walgreens. I ran into her randomly. And I didn't know who she was. I didn't recognize her. I was I was there with my grandmother. And obviously, my grandmother recognized her. But I didn't know who she was. I had no idea who she was. So I got this woman who's running up to me, you know, giving me hugs and kisses and all of this stuff. And I have no idea who this woman is and then eventually you know my grandmother says you know this is your mother and up until then I had just you know I was a kid I had just assumed that my mother was dead I never really asked about her or up until then I kind of thought my grandmother was my mother right um so what ended up happening is I ended up spending the rest of the day with her she took me to I guess her place I met my well I'll get to that later but yeah, she took me to the place and then 
then later that night, she dropped me back home. And then I never saw her again until my wedding when I was 28 years old. So I saw her in middle school when I was like 12 or 13. And then I never saw her again until I was 28 years old. She, she did come to my wedding. I invited her to my wedding. Um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to invite her. But I had made a deal with my wife that if I invited my mother, she had to invite her father. Um, you know, because at that, at that time, I was really trying to... I guess rekindle the relationship between her and her father. So I had said, look, I'll invite my mother. If you invite your father, we agreed. And now we both end up regretting doing that because nothing came of it. You know, I never repaired my relationship with my mother. She never repaired her relationship with her father. And then I remember during my wedding my mother made a scene during the, well I, mean, I i guess i guess i won't say a scene but you know when people give toasts and whatever like that um it's actually a funny story okay thank you funny story so my mother when people are giving toasts and you know like uh different family members gave gave toasts like my aunt lottie and and my father and um and my wife's aunt and all of that you, you know close family members were giving toasts my mother uh stood up and gave a toast and it was just it, it was just it was just all bs every everything that was coming out of her mouth was bs and i thought it was funny i thought it was hilarious just because like i knew how she was you know like i i knew how she was and i i do that i i knew to take anything that comes out of her mouth with a grain of salt like my mother's the type of person where if she's telling me if she's telling you that it's hot and sunny outside i'm going outside in a coat and a coat and umbrella you know um so she's talking about how much she loves me and talking about the day i was born and all of and talk and mind you okay mind you so she's putting on this show because there's a lot of people in the room who don't know her my family knows her my wife's family doesn't right so she's putting on this whole show about everything that she's done for me and everything that she sacrificed and it's funny because me and my father my grandmother like we're all looking at each other and just rolling our eyes like like are you serious while everyone else you know on Shanice's side on my wife's side of the family you know they're thinking oh my gosh she's such a great mother oh my gosh she loves her son and while me while me and my family are just looking at each other rolling our eyes and laughing right um but then she ends up finishing and then she talks to my wife and was like you know we need to get together and and go out every single week you know go to flea markets and and go to the stores together you know be this really great mother and daughter-in-law couple i, I mean you know relationship and and how you know before i leave you know let's set a date for next week you know putting on this big show we never heard from her again after telling after telling the world about how much she's done for me and telling the world that she's going to be the best mother-in-law in the world we never heard from her again my mother my wife and i never heard from her again right so i want to also yeah and that was the last time that i had ever seen my mother was that speech 
and then the pictures after oh my god uh but that was the last time i ever saw my mother right now i want to preface this i want to put this in more context to say that in my entire 18 years she never paid a single dime of child support i mean my father who i i think was still in love with her um never put her on child support so that's more on him than her but you know she never paid a dime of child support she never gave us any sort of money she never bought me any clothes no shoes she never bought me a christmas present she never bought me a birthday present i never even received a single card from her in my entire life not even a card not even at my wedding when she's talking about how much she loves me and 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 all this stuff that her and Shanice her and my wife were gonna do she never even gave us a wedding card but like I said I know how she is so I didn't take this stuff personally I just consider you know this is my mother you know I, I didn't take any of that stuff personally I got a son coming at at the end of next month hopefully at the end of next month I, I don't want him to come too early because we're in the process of moving but I got I have a son coming I know she knows about it because my siblings know about it. Do you think she's reached out to me to congratulate me? I'll let you guess. Like I said, my mother is very much alive. Even though I've never had a relationship with her, I've never hated her. I was just, I was, honestly, I'm... I am and I was completely apathetic when it came to my mother like the resentment that I feel for her didn't come until later I would say didn't come until recently so this is the last straw of why I went no contact with my mother of what made me go no contact with my mother because everything up until then everything up until then I, I was able to just brush off but this is the last straw that made me go no contact and that was my father's funeral or my father's death the man the black man who raised me because you didn't want to die suddenly and she didn't even show up to the funeral now a lot of people don't like funerals because I know a lot of you are going to say oh well maybe she just doesn't like funerals a lot of people don't like funerals i understand that but i don't like funerals but i go because of the family and i go to be a support to others now my sister aida who is my mother's daughter who has no relationship to my father right my sister aida on her way to work stopped by the church to talk to me you know and and I, I didn't know she was coming. I wasn't expecting her to come. And I was just so grateful and so shocked that she felt that she felt that strongly about coming to comfort me that on her way to work she stopped by on her way to work and my mother never showed up. To to tell you the truth, I didn't I didn't want her to come. And the reason I didn't want her to come is for the same crap that she pulled at my wedding she was probably going to pull that same stuff at the funeral you know how during funerals you know where people say 
last words or or or, or last memories or things um, about the deceased. I had a feeling that my mom, my mother was going to take the mic and go on and go on and start crying and go on and on and on. And I actually told a couple family members of mine ahead of, ahead of time because because I didn't know if she was coming or not. Um, ahead of time that if she gets on the mic and starts to go on and on and on to to take the mic out of her hand. I I, I told a couple family members that. Now, even though I didn't want her to come, I never told her not to come. And you know, a part of me was hoping that she would surprise me even just this once. That she would disappoint just this once and shown up. But, But she didn't disappoint. She did exactly what I expected her to do. And she didn't show up. Like, she could have just shown up, just at the very least, just to see how I was doing. But even beyond that, her not showing up to the funeral, that is not what made me go no contact. Because honestly, like I said, I wasn't... It was nothing that... it, it was. I wasn't expect... I, I, don't, I have no expectations when it comes to her. I have no expectations... Uh, when it comes t- t- to my mother this is the thing that made me upset later that day mind you after not showing up to the funeral not showing up to the repast when my sister who's not even related to him could show up and and, and give condolences that night of the funeral she makes multiple f- uh, facebook posts about my father saying how her heart is breaking how she can't stop crying how she doesn't know if she can go on how she loves my father how all of this stuff multiple 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 posts about it and she's getting sorry for your loss sorry for your condolences i think she had probably want to say like 70 plus likes on all of her posts and after watching that, oh yeah, my, not to mention, so she's doing all of this talking about my father and talking about her and how his death has affected her. She did not make one mention of me. Not even in a passing, not even like in a passing text or like a passing thought like, oh, I feel bad for my son or pray for my son she didn't even mention me at all in her multiple posts that were all about her and this is when i decided to cut her out of my life because now she's taking the death of my father and she's turning it into a stage for herself she's using his death as a way to get sympathy she's using his death as a way to get attention And that's when I decided that I could no longer associate with her in my life. And one last thing about that. To this very day. So my father died um, in March of 2019. To this day. To this day. The wedding was the last time I, I have ever heard or seen my mother. To this day, since my father's death, she has not reached out to check on me. She has not reached out to me at all. Once. 
not even a text, not even a Facebook DM, not even to tell somebody to tell somebody to ask about me. I could have fallen into deep depression. I could have been suicidal. I could have I, I could have been violent. I could have started with substance abuse. I could have been, I, I could have started spiraling down after losing my hero, my my father. And she would have not known anything about it. And frankly, I doubt she would have even cared because it's not about her. Now, I have forgiven my mother for all of this, but I still do hold resentment towards her. No matter how much I try to tell myself that I don't care, I still do hold resentment for her. I forgive her, but there's a lot of deep wounds that have not healed. Something else, because you have to understand how somebody like me or a kid like me would feel in this situation. I have an older sister. Well, she had a daughter right before I was born. A few years before I was born. Her first child. I'm her second child. She had a first child, a daughter. And then after I was born, she had two more children. And she was heavily involved in all of her kids' lives, except for me. My older sibling, my two younger siblings, think the world of her. She was heavily in their life, but she was not in my life at all. You know, and it's, it's you don't wanna go down this path, but it's hard to not start to wonder, you know, like, why didn't she want me? I mean, you hear about deadbeat fathers. I mean, especially in the black community, you hear about deadbeat fathers, but deadbeat mothers? Do you know the psychological damage it does to a child to know that your own mother doesn't want you, but she wanted her other kids? Normally, with a mother like that, she doesn't have anything to do with any of her kids. You know, she's either on drugs or 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 whatever and she had nothing to do with any of her kids i I have i've it's a very rare case where she's involved with all of her kids except for one and do you know the psychological damage that that does to a child not even to a child to a person but i've forgiven my mother i've i've forgiven her for a lot for everything I've I've forgiven her but there's one thing that I have still not forgiven her and hopefully I'll get there one day hopefully I'll get there one day what I have not forgiven her for is the fact that she put a wedge between my siblings and me I also put this blame on my father as well he's not not immune to this um, but that's for another episode I have a I have a younger sister who's 30 years old named Aida. She actually her birthday is actually one day after mine. Um, and I have a younger brother who's 26 named Aji. And I never knew them. I never knew them until I got. Oh, I never knew them until 
I made the effort to get to know them. And by that time, by that time, we were all grown by that time. I, I always wanted to be a big brother. I work with I work with youth now because I like to be an example. I like to help. I like to protect. I like to teach. And I never had that opportunity to be a big brother to Aida and Aji. Never had that chance. And I just think about all of the decisions that I possibly could have made differently if I knew that I had a little sister and a little brother who were looking up to me. All the bad decisions that I made, maybe I wouldn't have made those decisions if I knew that I had a little sister Aida and a little brother Aji who were looking up to me. My mother put that wedge between us. Now, I'm to blame for a lot of this, too. Because I harbored resentment towards my siblings. To Aji and to Aida, my brother and my sister. I, I held a lot of resentment towards them. And I've apologized to them multiple times about it. But you you can't really blame me like my mother was there for them but was not there for me so it makes me have this inferiority complex with myself like what makes my brother and my sister what makes them better than me why did why does mommy want them and mommy doesn't want me and i was a kid so obviously i know now that all of that is on my mother like i said my father too because he didn't make any effort he didn't make any any effort to get me t- to know my siblings either but i took a lot of that out on my siblings and i never re- i never wanted to know them i never wanted to get a chance to be in their life because i harbored so much resentment for them i harbored so much resentment for my mother and that's something I have not forgiven her for. Just thinking about all the changes, all the things that I could have done differently if I knew that I had a, a little brother and a little sister protect. Now, I still do have another little brother and, and a, another little sister. But to know that they would have been looking up to me to be their example, I could have made so many different changes. And a lot of the stripes and a lot of the stresses and a lot of the traumas that I succumbed to in my life, maybe they wouldn't have happened. No, but you can't play that what if game. You can't play that what if game. And there was a time, you know what, and I would just be 100% frank because that's what this series is about. I'm going to be 100% real. There were times where I hated my brother and my sister. There were times I hated them. Of course, it was jealousy. I was jealous that they had a mom. I was jealous that she was in their life. And I took it out on them. And I know that I have apologized to both of them multiple, multiple times. But I'm going to say it again because I know both of you, um, Aida and Aji. I'm speaking to you guys now personally because I know both of you listen to my podcast. Thank you so much. I want to apologize again for that, for all that resentment that I had for you guys and all of that disdain that I had for y'all. 
I wanna, I want, I wanna once more apologize to you because you guys didn't deserve it and it wasn't your fault. And I hope that you guys can forgive me. The whole point of this, like I said, like I said, this was not an Eminem cleaning out my closet type of thing. There's a point to what I'm trying to say here. You don't have to hold ties from your past. People waste years of their lives chasing what ifs and potential. I know people stay in relationships because of potential. People stay in relationships because of what ifs for years and years and years because of what could happen or what they want to happen or making or making or trying to change someone or trying or believing that somebody can be that that person who you want them to be and they waste years and waste time on their life and that's what i did with my mother like i said i ne- i've always been apathetic to her i've always been apathetic to her. i've never had any expectations good or bad when it came to my mother so i guess that was a good thing that i've never i've never I could say my mother has never disappointed me. I mean, her not showing up to the funeral disappointed me, but my mother has never disappointed me because I've never had expectations for her. But people waste years on potential, and I'm not going to do that anymore. My mother, and this is another topic that I'm going to talk about um, another on another episode. This one has already gone a little long. My mother is a textbook narcissist textbook narcissist because i guarantee you if you asked her right now like all the stuff that i've said if you've checked her if, if you checked her on this now i guarantee you she would make excuses or justifications or not admit any wrongdoing i guarantee you that as i've gotten older i began to understand that my mother does have have some mental issues and that has allowed me to forgive and move on. But that took me a while. That took me until I was, I, I was, I was an adult. And, and not even a young adult, like, like an adult. Uh, it took me a long time before I actually realized this stuff. I'm trying to repair and build my relationship with Aida and IG. I'm... I'm I'm trying to sort of make up for lost time, even though I don't, I don't call and text and reach out to them like I should. I'm just, you know, I'm just a very introverted person. I, I don't take a person. I, I, I don't even talk. I don't even, I, I, I don't even talk to my own wife like that. Um, but I am trying to build a relationship with Aida and Aji, my sister, my brother. Um, but I've gotten over my wanting to have a mother i've gotten over that I'm, I'm a matter of fact i've never really had it and like i said i have no ill will towards my mother i don't hate her do i have resentment yeah but i don't hate her my mother is just a human to me i i i i feel i feel no way towards her one way or the other if my mother wants to start if my mother wants to have a relationship with me we would have to start as two adults getting to know each other as friends not as mother and son we could never have a mother son relationship because the time for me needing my mommy in my life that has long passed i no longer need my mother in my life 
So if we were gonna, so if we're gonna start a relationship. It, 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 it can't be as a mother and son, mother and child. That ship has sailed a long time ago. Besides, I've had plenty of other women who have stepped up in my life to fill that role. Main person that comes to mind is my grandmother, my godmother Patty. Matter of fact, all of the clothes that I ever got, all the clothes I ever got were. I'm gonna say 90% from my godmother Patty. My auntie Lottie, my aunt Lottie, my auntie Sue. I've had women who stepped up to fill that motherly role for me. And I guess that's why I've never really had a wanting from my mom. But most importantly, this is your life. And you are the most important person in your life. And don't forget that it is a privilege. To be in your life No one has to be in your life This is your life and it's a privilege For anybody to know you So you make a decision On who you are allowing in your space And who you are allowing in your life But that's it for this one If you enjoyed this topic The story time I have a lot of other stories I can say um, This one I had to do a couple times I did get a little emotional while recording this however it felt good to get it out and once again to my sister and my brother um i didn't want this to be a bash mom thing i i hope it didn't come across that way and i love i love you too like i love you guys and i really hope that now that we're all grown that we can build a relationship that being said if you enjoyed this podcast enjoyed this episode i would like you to subscribe and like and all of that i transcribe every single podcast episode to my youtube channel so if you are more of a visual person you can subscribe on youtube or watch on youtube and i appreciate the votes i appreciate the plays both ways um i am now officially on iHeartRadio, which is amazing so now i am on four of the five most popular podcast platforms that is amazing really happy about that i'm still working on that fifth that being said this is your senpai and i'll be noticing